What is this? Versus. We take one thing, then we take another thing, and we make them fight. Fun, fun, fun. Cool, cool, cool. Versus with Eddie Sharp on FBI. Hello, you're listening to Versus on FBI. My name is Eddie Sharp. Oh, hello. Let's try this one. Okay. That's Dave Harmon. Hello, I'm talking to Dave Harmon. He is, uh, you uh, have a degree in theatre directing oh. from NIDA. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Something to be proud of. And uh, you run um, a great live action role playing game that I uh, have done, and it's incredibly tense. And do not forget a very serious Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So obviously, doing great <laughs> things. Parents are very proud. Oh, yeah. How's that going? It's fun. Yeah. We, um, yeah, uh, we, play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we, we went to Seattle to do it yeah. recently in front of Mr. and Mrs. Dungeons and Dragons. Alex Lee, who comes on this show a lot, told me, because uh, she's part of that podcast, which you should all listen to, um, told me that it was very strange experience for you guys because you were the coolest guys yeah. <laughs> at the we, LARP con. Yeah, 100%. Um, we, we, and we started like goofing off and uh, Betty sort of slept in and missed a call because we were partying two n- the night before. <laughs> we got told at one point we were too high to be at the studio. We had to go home and sober up. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were the bad boys you're, of D&D. The bad boys. Well, you're the bad boy of D&D and you are here to talk about uh, your favourite thing in the world, which is right-wing American... Political cartoons. Yeah. Fucking love them. And I am talking about hemp. Yeah. Not... Um, not, not what you would think. Not the female plant. This isn't... It's not an advocation of uh, drugs in any way. I'm talking about the male plant, which is a wonderful uh, building block for all kinds of stuff. So we're talking about hemp uh, versus political right-wing cartoons. Uh, and we've just had a text in. Uh, it's from Alex and Penelope in Surrey Hills saying, just waking and baking, listening to the show with a fresh bowl ready to... Um, it goes on. Um, I just... This is not... We are talking about the male cannabis plant. It's uh, got a million uses. If you want to listen to a radio show that glorifies narcotics, maybe tune into the Dragos at Triple J or something because yeah. we are talking about... Good, the- wholesome... It's a wonderful fiber. It's uh, The oil is uh, got rope. many... Rope. It's got many great properties. Um, we also have a very special announcement. Guys, you hear the siren and you know what it means. Be alert and not alarmed for an FBI special announcement. Special announcement. The Versus podcast is back after a two and a half year hiatus. And in celebration of this, all September is pod Temba with this week's episode released every Tuesday and also every week on Thursday and Saturday, I'll be releasing two classic episodes from the vaults. Whoa, that's it's crazy. Like 12 episodes, all Podtember. That's too many podcasts. No, sir, it's just enough. That's right, I'll be releasing three podcasts a week, all Podtember, until my demands are met. And what are my demands? That you have a bloody good chuckle. You gotta love it, you Yes, that's right. It's Pod Temba. That was the announcement. Happy? <laughs> I'm releasing a podcast. That's a really, really nice. Is this? Is, is this on? I get. Oh yeah. 
No, don't worry. I'll turn you up. Don't All right. I mean, this is. Can you hear yourself better now? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Um, listen, I, I, I'm sorry. This show has been going for a long time, and I stopped <laughs> podcasting because I wanted to be the last white man in Sydney without a podcast because um, I love feeling superior. Uh, and then there was just an influx of requests like three people asked me to bring the yeah. podcast back and that's all the encouragement i need you got a podcast i really like that it's a portmanteau of october and podcast well it's podtember so i'm wrong about that <laughs> <laughs> we're right we're on day three of podtember i'm sorry i'm sorry and this is i mean i i haven't asked you but this is gonna be all over the internet this is gonna be set in stone yeah okay why can't things be ephemeral why do we have to make podcasts all the time uh, just i think it's really important that everybody knows what everybody thinks all the time mostly about movies well do you know what i think about all the time what hemp nice <laughs> i uh you may have noticed when you came into the studio that i've set up a time machine I was wondering. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> in my research in hemp, I have found out a lot of stuff, and it goes all around uh, time, space, and the geography of this dirty little circle we called Earth. Uh, archaeologists have traced marijuana crops all the way back to the Paleolithic era. Yes. You can't... <laughs> you look gobsmacked, and why wouldn't you? Uh, they've been uh, useful to human beings for many years, a huge part of medicine and commerce, and I just, I've made some friends <laughs> in my travels, uh, like like Bill and or Ted. See, I'm sorry, because if you're going to take me on this journey, I'm just really worried that I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a bit of a killjoy for you because I, I just find the whole hemp industry, like, we're relevant. Like, there are all these other products. I just, I'm not on board, Eddie. I'm not on board. Dave, shut up and get in the time machine. Let me press some buttons. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, and here we go. Where are we going to end up? Ah. Oh. Oh. Can you smell the brine? I can smell the brine, Eddie. We are on and we're on a 17th century sailing boat. And who is that over there? Avast ye landlubber. It's a pirate. Well, okay. (laughs) Did ye know that the longest and strongest fibre in the plant kingdom is cannabis sativa? And for thousands of years before the mid-1800s, which will be the future, ships use cannabis hemp for rope and hemp sails and uh, rigging and oakum that sealed the ship's boards and also the sailors' clothing were made of hemp. What a incredibly informative pirate, Eddie. All right. Toodaloo. <laughs> that was a good pirate. I just feel like he was incredibly like um, accommodating about your time machine appearing on his deck. He's still here. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Get back in the press time machine. Press the button. Ma- press the button, Eddie. All right. Oh. Back in the time machine. Where will we end up next? Ah, ah. Oh. What is this? Oh, are those drums? It's an old uh, Civil War marching band. I think we're in America. Oh. Ah. (laughs) What do their voices sound like, Eddie? Give me a minute. (coughs) Ah. Uh. (laughs) Still pirates. (laughs) Stop heckling the Americans. 
uh, howdy, partner. Uh, the uniforms and soldiers and flags of pioneer days were covered in hemp canvas. In fact, the word canvas comes from the word cannabis, which is found in ancient Babylonian languages. America's founding fathers, including George Washington, were king growers of hemp, and Thomas Jefferson was the first hemp activist. He encouraged them to grow hemp rather than tobacco crops. All right, that's all for me, an American. Bye. Is he leaving or away? I'm saying goodbye oh, to you. Goodbye, goodbye. All right, now back in the time machine, Dave. I'm sorry, I just feel like you're... Are, are you... Are we... Are we still friends? Are we getting along? Or are you angry at me because you've taken me on this time travel journey? Well, you just, you're very rude to the people but we're I, meeting. I, you've sprung this on me, to be well, honest. We're going, well, you're going to be sprung again because we're getting back into the time machine. Who knows where we're going? Time can only tell. Beep, beep, blip, 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 blip. Oh, where are we going to end up? Oh, we're in 16th century China. Oh, okay. We're going to talk to a Chinese man. Okay. <laughs> Hello, sir, there with that rickshaw. What are you up to? <clears throat> Hello, I'm a Chinese man. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Did you know that the father of Chinese medicine, Empress Shen, included marijuana in his pharmacopoeia almost 5,000 years up from your day, not my day? confusing uh and recently marijuana was found in a 1600 year old skeleton of a woman giving birth near jerusalem sorry uh, recently your day or our day oh uh, your day okay is <laughs> <laughs> this guy a time traveler too ah uh, don't listen um yes uh also marijuana uh hemp was used in all our paper goods it has a greater um uh, pulp yield than conventional trees so stop logging and do as we Chinese do and get into hemp alright bye guys goodbye thank you very much Mr. Chinese man alright so see you Chinese man let's go back to modern day Australia okay great that was what a whirlwind tour of oh, the... oh no Ah, we're back. Ah, good. All right. Hey, and we're back in the FBI recording studio. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's amazing. Wasn't that good? That is just a frivolous misuse of budget, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like you could have gotten all that stuff off Wikipedia. I know, but I invented a time machine, so in a way, my topic is already winning. Yeah, that's true. I, I did not. I have a small <laughs> folder of political cartoons, and I am now feeling slightly outdone. Well, I'm just glad that that... I was worried that Chinese guy, that, I thought that would go bad. No, know. I was very worried the moment you said it. I want to know, though, because it seemed like when we were in the American Civil War, uh -huh. um, the the argument was we should use hemp because Jefferson and Washington used hemp. They, they were both practicing slave owners. True. But, and listen, uh, I, I'm going to speak for myself and FBI Radio when I say we're strictly anti-slavery. Can I, first of all, thank you for your bravery? <laughs> but, um, yeah, listen... Uh, they would. They had some good ideas. They were jerks, but that don't let that bring down the beautiful plant that is hemp. Well, I'm I am impressed at how uh, <laughs> much, it seems much, much free time I have. 
<laughs> your mastery, your mastery of GarageBand, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it seems like hemp has been woven into the canvas, which I now understand mm-hmm. is a cannabis word yes. of um, all cultures. That was that is surprising. I still think we talk it up because people like to have other reasons to grow it. That's I'm not interested. I mean. Uh, I know you're not interested. I'm not meaning to suggest you are. I'm not. Listen, I uh, you're straight edge. Well, famously straight edge Eddie. <laughs> I'm a little straight edge. Well, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of uh, marijuana smoking. And also, I, I, if I can actually be serious, if you're under 25, you should not do it because no. it can really lead to bad things. <laughs> um, but over 25, I guess it's. I mean, it's still illegal. I don't know. I'm. I'm in a quagmire here. But um, I'm not a huge fan of the um, of the narcotics. <laughs> Make you very anxious. Have you visited BullKempWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of Bullkemp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies. Custom tailored hemp clothing for your profession. Hemp fabrics, hemp foods, along with hemp body care goods and tons of other great items. Visit BullKempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp protein, hemp oils, hemp yarn, hemp books, and raw hemp fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. Just visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today. Bulk Hemp Warehouse. Proud sponsors of FBI. FBI. I think that's good. We're talking about hemp and all things hemp-related. I'm a big advocate for hemp this week. Um, apparently. Apparently. We just got a text in uh, from Ash in Abbotsford who said, Sounds like Eddie has actually done some prep this week. Thanks for noticing. Someone else has texted in, I'm not a fan of marijuana smoking. Thank you. However, hemp should be legalized because I love smoking a fat... Oh, Jesus <laughs> Guys. You've made Eddie mad. <clears throat> this is not... About the um, narcotic marijuana plant. If you want to listen to that, I don't know, maybe go to an injecting center. I don't know where you would find such talk. We are talking about hemp, a misunderstood fiber that has been terribly, terribly maligned because of people, frankly, like you, Texter. Okay, well, don't don't take it out on the machine. <laughs> I'm not talking to a literal texter. I'm talking to the person who texts it in. You were pointing with a texter, though, so it was know, confusing. It was confusing. Um, did you know that uh, Ford, the great Ford... Oh, inventor of the automobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a car that was made entirely out of... And no, no, he didn't. He did. <laughs> That's not true. Look it up. It was made entirely out of a mixture of uh, hemp materials and... Oh, entirely soil. out of a mixture. <laughs> well, it was before plastics. It was... It oh, okay. Was, it was a mixture of soy materials and hemp materials. It was the grooviest car around. Uh, hemp. It's like saying you made a car out of rope. It just doesn't seem like... And you can also run a car on um, refined hemp oil if the bloody fat cats in Washington would get their hands off their petroleum mines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear, I hear you. God, I love hemp. Name something, just anything, okay. and, uh, and I'll tell you if it can be made out of, made out of hemp. Okay, art. Of course, art. Yes, you make a beautiful, uh, wove, a tightly woven uh, canvas out of hemp f- uh, fibres. Then you get, uh, listen, it's going to be a lot of brown and green mm-hmm. colours, but you'll get the dyes, and then you can get the fibres to make a beautiful paintbrush. Uh, next. All right, um, <laughs> insulin. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you can't do that. All right, well. You can make ice cream. Can you? Yeah. That sounds disgusting. It doesn't taste good, but you can do it. And isn't it what it's all about? Isn't that why we do things? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right. why we do anything? I mean, you came in here this morning just furious. Yeah, I was very angry. About hemp. And I think uh, over the last 24 minutes, I've softened you a little bit. You have. You have. I, I'm surprised to discover all of these uses. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a very industrious fiber. Uh-huh. It sounds like there are lots of things that people do with it that we have perfectly other materials just sitting around that we could be using. And Chica Mesta, who, uh, thanks for bringing me into 10 o'clock, just had the show before me, uh, loves, uh, she said she has a sort of hemp cream that she rubs on her legs, like a kind there of beauty, beauty treatment. There you go. She is from Byron Bay. I think I had a backpack that was made of hemp once. We've got another text in from Franklin and Botany. I'm a huge hemp advocate. I use the oil to reduce the swelling in my joints. I also love to smoke big old... Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry, Eddie. They are, they are always... It's the, ones, it's the ones you trust that let you down. <laughs> there is... Guys, I mean, live your life how you want to, but it's, there's a reason they call it dope. You know? Uh, that was uh, hemp. That was all of hemp, all wrapped up in a nice little bow. Text in on 0409-945-945. You keep telling me about the ways you use hemp and tell me how good I am and vote and how it's better than whatever Dave's talking about. In all a right, minute. all right, thanks. Um, and now let's put on our suits and shoes and socks made of hemp, put some hemp sunscreen on our faces and get on a big old boat with hemp ropes and hemp sails and uh, sail away into the distance because hemp is truly the best. We'll be back in a bit with Hot Gossip. Nick Drake there with Hazy Jane, number one. And if you want uh, if you, if you a cautionary tale on uh, uh, marijuana use, uh, g- Google that. Google what happened to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> God rest his soul. And people are still talking about cannabis. Jacinta in Marrickville, thank you, Eddie, for championing the many uses of hemp. I sprinkle Canadian hemp seeds over my avocado and toast. It's a complete protein and a great source of omega-3. And then... Uh, you just have to stop reading them up. Well, you yeah, only disappoint yourself. It just, and then it just veers right off. <laughs> it just goes dark. Oh, guys, not all, cool. All we want is... We're we, into consciousness yeah. here at FBI Ready, not, not unconsciousness. <laughs> we, just, we need one person to come in and champion the many wor- uses in the textile construction and automobile industry of hemp. Yes. Um, and that, that's it. And that's it. And then stop. And then if, they, if you need to have fun, go to the park. Uh, and now uh, we are ready to talk about your topic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Would you like to prep with a song first or do you want to go straight into it? I've got this time machine actually. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, we can go straight in. So you, 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 uh, actually me and you share something in common where we spend a lot of time online. 3am. Um, just really obsessing about the alt-right. I can't stop. Uh, yeah. I can't. I just... I think last time I was in, I was talking about Gamergate, which was be- not yet, but was about to become the alt right. For me, it started because when the Trump, like when the Trump Hillary election was happening, everyone just assumed Hillary would win. Yeah, and I was like, what an interesting moment in history. And I kind of viewed it as kind of like a benign oddity. Mm. All these 
like crazy uh, misogynists and like uh, bigots who would never get any power. There was this, and then November eighth happened, and it's <laughs> a lot less funny. Totally, there was this really great line I remember, a very very funny line I saw on Twitter, which was back when everybody thought Hillary was going to win. That was, and Trump was just lying about everything, and you know the yeah. Access Hollywood tape had just come out, and all of this stuff. And it was, I can't paraphrasing, but it was something like one day um, someone will go up to Trump in the street. Um, and ask him about the campaign and Trump will look them in the eye and say, I never ran for president. Yeah. And that felt so real, like, yeah. in October of last year. But your particular thing that you're talking about today are the uh, right-wing political cartoonists. Yeah, and I have been following right-wing political cartoonists, or RPCs, as we say in the biz. <laughs> Do you really? No, we don't. Okay. Um, I've been following them since about the time of the, of the Obama inauguration. Right. And I reckon I have probably seen 92 percent of of all of this sort of oeuvre oeuvre yeah. oeuvre how do you pronounce that uh it's spanish for egg i think it's oeuvre all of this egg <laughs> uh, i've seen 92 percent of this egg in the last nine years uh and it's a wild ride yeah and it's interesting because um they increasingly it seems if you read it watch enough political cartoonists by a strange guy a lot of these people aren't published or syndicated right right so they just have their own websites and you kind of can see someone's life slowly disintegrating uh as they become increasingly radicalized because yeah. obama did a number i don't know if you're aware of this but there's a lot of right-wing people and obama kind of made them insane just because just what a black president yeah oh yeah 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. and i think that you can see the rise of trump you can see sort of gamergate you can see yeah alt-right in following someone like for example um Sean Delonis. Um, Who's Sean Delonis? Sean Delonis is a political cartoonist who, uh, he was in the paper. Do you remember when a political cartoon was published where there was two police who shot a chimpanzee and yes. one of them said, someone, oh, I'll have to find someone else to write the new stimulus bill. And everyone was like, that is incredibly <laughs> racist. <laughs> that was Sean Delonis. And I think he lost his job over it. But he did not stop drawing morbidly obese caricatures of Monica Lewinsky. Which right. Most of his stuff's about the Clintons. That's a little old as a reference. I know, but he's. Uh, yeah. These guys don't don't let things go. There were during the Clinton campaign, there was constantly all these cartoons that would come out, awful, disgusting, like like misogynistic caricatures yeah. of her, and then written on her would be things like Vince Foster, Cattle Futures, Whitewater, like like yeah, interning for Goldwater, like stuff yeah. that is like. 40, 50 years old and a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah, but, like, that's where bad conspiracy theories go to die is, is online political cartoons. Someone has texted in, Jay from Parramatta, to say he's not voting for hemp, he's voting for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, thank you, Jay, but please pay attention. Uh, we're here with Dave Harmon, who does play Dungeons and Dragons, but he is pro... But not today. He's pro right-wing cartoons. Not, oh, that is 100% <laughs> not what I said. You find them fascinating. I find them fascinating. That is fair. And we promised that we would talk you through some of them um, what are some of the ones you got here? So, one of the things I've been really enjoying at the moment um, is John McNaughton. Who, yes. Um, his website, John McNaughton Fine Art, is something worth Googling. Is, and, it, a, is it a .net? Oh, I, it's, yeah. It's, look, it's not one of them really official ones. Yeah. He became um, sort of interesting because he, Sean Hannity bought one of his 
fine artworks. The Fox News reporter who's famously pro-Trump. Even Fox are like anti-Trump and Sean Hannity is like the last bastion. The real booster. And yeah. he bought it to give to Trump. Hmm. So it has not yet been hung in the Oval Office, uh, but Sorry. I can hope. So yeah, John McNaughton does these kind of... Have you ever been to one of those kind of pizza restaurants <laughs> yeah. you only go to at like 1am in the morning? Yeah. And it's like Sinatra and the whole Rat Pack. Yes. Plus a few presidents. Yeah. Marilyn and Andy Warhol and... Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. This the, the style. It's it's very similar to the, the painting that Shane Warne has in his own apartment, um, which is. Of <laughs> Did Sha- I know that about Shane Warne? Oh, but I believe it's it. an amazing painting that he commissioned of Shane Warne, like just partying with the greats. So it's him like hanging out with Marilyn Monroe and uh, Sinatra, and also like Megan Fox. Um, and he's got a he's Barn, Barnsley's there. It's an amazing. Imagine being alive and being put in one of those paintings. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't condone this. But yeah, it's a technically quite well painted. It is. Yeah. So yeah. this this one I've sh- I've shown you is called One Nation Under God and it has a small 8-year-old boy walking up the steps with the wisdom of babes and pointing at the constitution as held by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes. Um with the support of the armed services, veterans, um I see a, a mother um, and to the dismay of liberals, academics, the Supreme Court, uh, moneyed interests, and then all the presidents are behind him, and one soldier from every American war for good measure. That does it does seem because I've been researching his work, knowing you were coming on. He does again, uh, technically very good, like good paintings, like uh, incredibly uh, kitsch and camp and silly. I would hang this. I would have this. <laughs> I'm on my wall, I reckon. It's got the vibe of like a black velvet Jesus painting, but very well done. But his his uh, oeuvre or egg is that he enjoys um, showing all the presidents just to... He does s- enjoy showing all the presidents. Every single president you've ever seen, just really despairing. Yeah. Oh, no. They Often their, their emotion is also tied to what he thinks about them. So often when bad thing is happening, for instance, Clinton will be clapping. Mm. Um, while sort of Washington will be in tears and Lincoln will be trying to convince FDR he has to do something. It's kind of, it's arranged like a bit like, is it a Renaissance era where they would have all the people, what was that era in a painting where like everyone was in a tableau and they were kind of very gestural? Yeah, I, I don't know. It definitely feels like it's from a different period. Yeah. This is also what I quite like, which is that... Oh, that's the devil. So <laughs> um, there's some great... <laughs> parody versions of it that have been done by oh, people. Oh, I see. So it's, yeah, the same the same artwork, but with, with a whole lot of um, blood and demons, which is fun, which is fun. Yeah. A lot of these cartoonists, as I said, kind of live out lives of quiet obscurity, and it, they're very, very easy to get their attention. So yeah. um, I'm there's a comedy website called Something Awful where a lot of people will make edits like that one I just showed you yeah. and send them in because these guys just go nuts about their intellectual property and I'm going to sue you. And Well, there was a one... There's that guy who does Dilbert comics. What's his name? Scott Adam. Scott Adam. There's a maniac. Who is very right-wing, which is so funny when you realise that the guy who made Dilbert is such a... How did that happen? I know. I know. He's a, so he reckons he's a master persuader now, yeah. which is like a higher level of thinker and communicator. But he, he tweeted something uh, where he was asking people to point out... Um, times where they've been vilified for supporting Trump and the trolling that he got was just beautiful. Just got dragged. Just, just, just people pretending to be right wing. He said, tweet me if you were threatened or assaulted for being a Trump supporter, hashtag Clinton. And then someone said, I wore my MAGA hat to Trader Joe's and an unwed mother beat me with a sack of Valencia oranges. 
Valencia oranges. <laughs> um, someone else said, I said Trump isn't Hitler and lives with torches and pitchforks, chased me back to my castle and then burnt it down. Uh, and then a real woman said, I was just harassed by a Chili's waiter. He served me a glass of tea with 13 lemon seeds in it, burned my food. Oh. Which surely was definitely because of her. No, yeah, that feels that's not bad service. Vindictive. Have you noticed that Scott Adams has taken to um, just tweeting shirtless pictures of himself? There is a great tradition with these right wing guys where they're kind of like old man fit. Oh yeah. Where it's a, I mean, they are active dad bod. They are technically fit, but the uh, the body is willing, but the skin is not. There's it's a, a real sort of loose suit around him. There was an amazing interview, I can't remember where, with Alex Jones, another sort of right-wing nut. Yes. Um, where he took his shirt off during the interview. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, a, that is a power move. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't think of a, of a sit-down interview situation where taking your shirt off doesn't immediately give you the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's what I did with my job interview at Subway. Yeah. Um, can you show me the pictures you showed me earlier of the laziest right-wing uh, cartoonist? Another one oh, I've really been enjoying recently um, is this guy, Goral. Um, I think it's Bob Goral. And he is just... He's often like in trouble for plagiarism. He's the laziest political <laughs> cartoonist I've ever seen. So, I mean, if you're listening at home, you're probably thinking, how lazy? Can you talk him through a how lazy? Because it is astonishing. I'm going to describe for you a f- just a small selection of Goral's um, ca- cartoons that have been made in the last few years. So this one is an empty... A red square that is just empty. And underneath it says... <laughs> This editorial cartoon is offered to readers as a safe space, free of microaggressions or offensive. Da, 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 da. Another one is just an empty square, and it, there's a tiny speech bubble that says, I told you I'd have the most transparent administration in history. Uh, the next one is just an empty square. How so many he, empty squares is he doing? Uh, if editorial cartoonists worked on the same deadline as Obama was, gives Iran major <laughs> foreign policy triumphs of the Obama administration. This cartoon approved by the Radical Islam Board of Censors. Do people publish this? No one published. Oh, okay. Goral publishes this. Oh, well, as long as he's not getting, making money from it, let him be nuts I, by I, himself. Some of these guys make quite a bit of money on Patreon and things like that. There's something that, I mean, that they are... You know, who, you know who's raking it in? Who? Ben Garrison. Who's Ben Garrison? Ben Garrison is this um, incredible, uh, incredibly, like, technically kind of, I guess, proficient, but his compositions are just bizarrely awful. Yeah. Um, who draws this muscle-bound, rippling Trump, um, often as like a vampire hunter or a commando. Oh, you were showing me pictures earlier. He looks like Fabio-esque. Yeah. He's got like flowing, thick, and his, thick blonde his hair. His hands are huge and like, <laughs> yeah, and so much hair. And he's really interesting because he makes a lot of money from commissions now. And a lot of the really right-wing pundits like Mike Cernovich, Marley Yiannopoulos, um, Gavin Innes and stuff will pay him money yeah. to draw pictures of him um, beating up Antifa or, you know, just yelling, not an argument, and <laughs> popping the tears that are coming off, you know, fat SJW's faces. It's, I mean, it's good, I guess, that they found each other and they're just passing money back and forth like some kind of tiny village. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's all. You really covered a lot of uh, cartoonists there. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, people don't ask me to talk about it very much, and I have nine years of back catalogue. So well, uh, it's time to give out texts of the week. There have been a lot of, of real good ones about um, about hemp, uh, but I'm going to give texts of the week to uh, Jacinta, who 
talked about Canadian-grown hemp seeds on avocado and toast, and then... You didn't like the end of that one. Well, listen, it's truncated. But then she texted back a second later to say, I'm very excited about the news that the podcast is back. And I love a compliment, so I think we all have to agree that... Mm, that's a good text. And the texts are coming in now. All right. I don't know how you did it, buddy. You won. Thank you. Did I really? Yeah, you won. Officially? Yeah. No, well, there you go. There's, <laughs> there is no justice in this world. You built a time machine. Um, thanks for listening in. Uh, this podcast will be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, and then, you know what I've, I'm regretting is that the, me now podcasting a lot means I'm going to have to listen to my own voice a lot. Oh, no, don't never listen to your own podcast. That's I, not how it works. I've listened back to this show. That's not the contract. <laughs> you just spit them out into the void. I've listened back to this show, and I'll tell you what, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, all right, stick around for Canvas. Here is Frankie Goes to Hollywood with a great song about left and right wing politics. Two tribes. See you next week. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Thanks for having me. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.